So last weekend, I had put together a garden class on how to grow better fruit trees, which ones grow, especially in the, at higher elevations. So the problem with Arizona is we've got so many elevations or growing zones uh, from anywhere from a three to four in the White Mountains, Flagstaff, the high elevations, the ridgelines, all the way down to the deserts, which are 10, 12. And that's, that's going to be how cold do they get and when do they bloom? So fruit trees at high elevation, sometimes they get tricked into blooming too early and they're exposed to frost. And so our average frost dates, even for you folks over in the Verde Valley, you know, Sedona, Camp Verde, Cottonwood, those, or, or, or the other side of the hill, a hillside, a Kirkland, Skull Valley, those lower, you're, you're still have frost well into April. And so the rest of us here in this, this other parts of Prescott, Prescott Valley, Chino Valley, Paulden, we, we're up uh, about 5,000 to 5,500, something like that. Uh, we've got a net last, we've got frost until first part of, of May. And so you need fruit trees that will bloom real late in the season so that we get them out of that risk. The challenge we have is you got that box store buyer says, ah, I'm in charge of 50 stores here in the state, send 50 of those apples to all my stores, to each of my stores, and, and they might be for desert varieties. They bloom real early because they want to bloom in super early so they get them out of that heat of summer. We want them blooming late so we get them out of the risk of frost. So the same fruit tree is not going to be good for every one of those stores. You need, if you're doing fruit trees and doing them well, you really need to do your homework or buy from a reputable garden center. I would say head to your Warners up in Flagstaff. Go over to Plant Fair over in Payson. Come to Waters here in Prescott. We know which fruit trees and we're trying to make sure you have success in your backyard. This is one where you really want to have, get some professional advice and Google is not a source. Open GPT is not going to help you. They're going to confuse you. You need local experts or a neighbor that's doing well with that and go you need to talk to gardeners to get it right. And so for your for your fruit trees, you've got chilling hours. When you look at that, it'll say, oh, plants are programmed to go through so many hours of cold below freezing before they bloom. And so we call them chilling hours. And you want, at this elevation, you're going to want a fruit tree that has, I would say, at least 650 to 700 chilling hours and or more. So get it closer to 1,000 chilling hours, and it's going to bloom the end of April instead of February, first part of March, when you know you've got more frost. And so you up here, you also, you cannot grow. This is you poor Phoenix folks, Palm Springs, Tucson. You, you are not allowed to grow citrus up here. It's just not going to winter over. It's going to die. And so it'll take the summer, but citrus and avocados, everyone wants to grow those. Uh, you, you can't have them. Sorry, they're, they're not going to winter over for you unless you've got a greenhouse, you know, you cheat it, you bring it indoors every in the garage. Yeah, then you're protecting it. But if it's outside in the gardens, you want to go with apples and pears. You want to go with cherries, peaches, nectarines, apricots, plums, uh, almonds. You can go with grapes and berries, blackberries and raspberries. All of these do fantastic they love the cold. They're going to go right through like a champion. And then once you figure out what variety, so I love plums. I want to grow more plums. Get the plum. Get the plum you like. And then you look at the chilling hours. You want at least 600, 650 or more. Uh, so apricots are the, always the first ones 
to bloom in spring. They're just programmed. They, they bloom first. And then it would be nectarines. Then you go to peaches and cherries and plums. And then you go to apples and pears. There's a, there's a rotation. So if you're just starting out, start with the latest bloomers possible. Apples and pears bloom latest in the season. So they are the most consistent at, at producing fruit every single year. Then I would say it goes to, to peaches and cherries. So it's kind of the next most consistent because they bloom a little later than apricots and nectarines. So you, you just kind of look at that. With apricots, we really, I only sell, there's probably 10, 15 varieties. Most of them desert varieties. So, but Tilton, Mormon, and, and uh, Harcot, those three varieties of, of apricots do well. They've proven themselves up at this elevation because out of all of the apricots, they're the latest ones to bloom out of all of the apricots. And so we reach in to curate that for you. Again, we want you to have success. We know that you're going to struggle with blooming too early. And you don't necessarily, once they get up to size, you can't cover them. They're just too big. And so you want things that just naturally will produce fruit every year. And so that's kind of the insider tips to that. Now is the time to plant them. The other one to watch is uh, fruit trees need to be at least five to seven years old before they're old enough to start blooming, producing fruit. They got to be a certain age or like teenagers. Once they hit their puberty, you know, at about seven years old, they start to actually change their voice. They start going, yeah, I'm going to put on some apples here. And so you'll see at a lot of box stores, uh, warehouses, you're going to see cheaper trees. The reason they're cheaper is because they're younger. If you got to hold that tree for seven years, some of, my, some of my trees are 10, 12 years old. How long have you been nurturing, watering, caring, pruning, shaping that tree before it comes in? It's, of course, going to be a little more expensive, but it's a fruiting age. A whip is what we call it, a younger tree. Whips are very inexpensive. Those things are, you know, they'll be half the price because they're half the age, but the trunk is going to be smaller diameter. It's not going to have defined canopy or branching. So the other thing is when we actually uh, have these things at the farm, we're actually shaping them every year, twice a year, making sure the structure or the, the scaffolding on that tree is already defined for you. So if you get a whip, you're going to have to do that yourself and top it, graft it, and and and, and kind of nurture it and shape it so it grows into the shape that you want. For the love of gardening, whatever you do, an ugly tree never gets beautiful. It just becomes larger and uglier with age. If it's got a dog leg, that does not straighten out. It just becomes thicker, bigger, dog-legged, just crooked to it. If it's got a, an open, bare side to it, that's probably going to keep that way. So you really do want to hand pick. You want to hand, you really want to get a good quality looking trees, but especially fruit trees. Uh, and then when you're planting fruit trees, make sure that they're straight. Don't let them lean. So we get this prevailing Southwest wind that blows at us. And so no matter what, they, 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 they bloom typically and then they leaf out and they catch that southwest wind. So you see a lot of fruit trees leaning to the northeast. They just had this lean to it. Then they'll load up with five bushels of pears and they just little drop over. So it's super important that first year to, to two years 
Make sure that thing grows straight as an arrow, right up. That way, when it loads up with fruit, the weight is distributed over the over that trunk area evenly. If it starts to lean, it's certain to put pressure uh, on that trunk, and it can literally fall out of the ground. I've seen that more than once, where that the roots literally leap out of the ground because it just loaded up with so much fruit. A fruit tree can hold hundreds and hundreds of pounds of of apples, of Peaches, oh my gosh, cherries do unbelievably up here. I mean, the, the the harvest last year was just ridiculous. I mean, it just over the top. It was so fun. Oh my gosh, so much canning, so much drying, so many leather, so much. There was so much fresh fruit. My mouth's watering just thinking about it. It's so good. If you leave uh, an apricot on the tree that last week, it just becomes much healthier for you. But those last few bits of sugar make it much tastier. Apples, they'll last a long time on the tree, but they're always picking them early so they are hard. And so they last longer on the shelf in the grocery store. If you keep them on the tree, that last few days, game changer. Fresh fruit is so much better for you, so much healthier, and so much better tasting than store-bought. It's kind of like a tomato only on an entire trip, on a tree size. It's that. And you're not going to have to worry about, you know, E. coli coming across the border of because things as rats got into the bin and now they're poisoning. You know what they've been sprayed with. You know they're organic. You know they haven't been waxed and picked for harvest and or for shelf life instead of for nutrients. Growing your own fruit in your backyard is great. You know, I should mention I'm out of time. I should mention cocktail trees. I'll come back after this and mention cocktail trees and what they are right after this.